Right, so to get started then, uh, one thing I want to talk about is that I am assuming from your portfolio that you have uh, had some background in art uh, aside from photography. So what was your background leading up to you finding photography? Um, yeah, well, I, I've grown up in an art household, basically. Um, my whole life I've been exposed to it. My mom is an artist as well. She paints um, and she used to give a lot of um, art classes and stuff in the afternoons. So I'd join those art classes a lot. And it kind of, it, I don't know, it was just very ingrained, I suppose, um, as I grew up. So surrounded by art books and art all the time. And it was just kind of natural um, that I eventually went and uh, studied fine art at um, University of uh, Cape Town at the Makeda School of Fine Art. And yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. There's not that much more to it. It's just something that's always, always, always just been part of my life. And then how did you go on to adapt photogra- uh, adopt photography into that style as well? Well, that's so strange. When I went to go study, I studied obviously fine art. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to do photography. I just knew that whatever I did with my life, it had to involve art. And I think, was it in second year? Because um, it's four, it's a four-year degree and every every year you do something. But the first two years, you do all the subjects. And then your third and your fourth year, you choose your two electives. And I think, oh, sorry, no, in our first year, we did pinhole photography. And I was like, well, this is very fun and creative and something new. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to incorporate, you know, like that kind of like quirky, weird, artistic style into something. Because in my mind, photography was always just very two-dimensional. It was like a, a documentary tool. I'd been familiar with fine art photography, but it wasn't really anything that like, you know, I thought... Uh, back then, deviant art was still very new. It wasn't like a, it wasn't as like like a huge thing. Um, I don't think Instagram was around then either, so I wasn't like that exposed to um, to the type of photos that you get now. That like that, if I think if that kind of photography had existed back then, I, that would have been my influences, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, it just kind of it just kind of developed, and then in our second year, um, we got introduced to film, and I mean that was a whole other magical avenue, and just the way that we were taught things, like um, how, how to view it, and like it wasn't just a documentary tool necessarily. You could do so much more with it, and I, I kind of it's weird because I I wanted to, well, I thought should I say I thought I'd go into painting. And then I realized like not too long thereafter, I didn't have patience for that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre because to say I don't have patience for painting, but then to do what I do now, which is like photo manipulation and takes as much time, it's kind of like a silly concept. But yeah, so I I discovered this like so-called quicker means, if you will. Um, to to create something to and bring my vision to life, and I just kind of took over from there. And yeah, I just I just like I I, I can't leave anything alone either. <laughs> so it's like I can't just like take a photo. Like I need to create what I'm photographing, and then on top of that, I would then create like you know take it into Photoshop and add further things and to create something more. And eventually, over time, yeah, it just kind of developed into photo manipulation. So yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue. So my next question is, what gave you the idea to incorporate the the artwork that you have in creating the flower portrait series? And what is the creation of these images like? Is it a very long task per image? Um, yeah, well, that, um, that whole thing, I, for a long time, I had um, been very intrigued by mixed media. 
um, and how people incorporate um, like, you know, print, like collages essentially. Um, but also then not just like physical, like cut out of a magazine collage, but digital collaging. And I'd seen people use um, snippets from paintings and stuff that they incorporated into their own work. And that's how I discovered, I don't know if you know Miss Anila, uh, yes. Natalie Leonard. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I was like, what, what is this magic? You know, I mean, I was absolutely like obsessed with her work. And she gave a creative live class the one night that um, I was busy sitting with some retouching work and like watching her on the side. And I'm like, you know what, this, this, this is it. Like, this is, this is the sign. I have to try something now because I had a folder of flower paintings that I'd accumulated over like weeks and months or however long, just sitting on my computer. And I was busy retouching a beauty portrait. And while I'm watching her work, just something, something in me just went like, hang on. And I actually, <laughs> it's awful, but I actually stopped watching. <laughs> I was like about halfway through her, um, like I, I, I finished it later, but I was like, no, 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 I got, I got to be in my bonnet. And I'm like, I have to try this. And so I opened that folder and I had a look at the flowers that I had and I had a look at the beauty image that I had. And I'm like, I can, I, I could do something here. And yeah, it, that's just kind of how it was born. This is like back in like 2014. Um, and yeah, it's just, it just happened. <laughs> the images that you have of the flower paintings, are they your paintings or are they, are they paintings that you own and you photograph separately or how have they come, come into those folders? I wish I painted them. Um, <laughs> actually, I should actually like brush up on my drawing skills a bit. I have been trying, but um, drawing digitally is not the same as drawing physically. But um, that's another side note. But you know, it's um, it's sourced um, paintings from um, very like um, I'm very oh, my English going weird. Yeah, <laughs> many uh, museums and art galleries actually um, provide uh, high resolution scans of their paintings. Um, and they allow you to download and use it within your artwork. So that's essentially what I was doing. I didn't know about it in the beginning. So in the beginning, um, the paintings that I were using, um, they were kind of, I, I would try and find the most like high resolution that I could, but they were obviously quite low. And then somewhere along the line, I discovered like the Met and Rakes Museum and all those um, like, you know, history gallery type museums that they actually do this. They allow you to, um, get high resolution scans of their works and then you can just incorporate into your own. So mine is effectively a digital collage just using old masters paintings because by this point there isn't really much copyright on them. Um, and so long as you don't like, you know, just take it as is, if you, if you like change it enough, then it's perfectly okay to do it. Um, but I've seen people take stuff from that site and just as is print textiles and everything. So it's, perfectly fine to do it. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people have asked me that because they have, a, they have that exact same concern. They're like, oh, but are you allowed to? I'm like, of course you're allowed to. They wouldn't do it if you weren't allowed to. They wouldn't provide this if it wasn't like allowed to be used in a creative manner. So yeah, um, it's just a matter of finding like the right kind of paintings um, to fit your vision. But yeah, it's just essentially a digital collage. How long does it take to create um, in the post-processing um, end of things? Is it quite a quick process now that you've got more fluent with it or is it something that you're very um, particular about? Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very particular person. Um, I um, think it, it depends. Like I think the, the least amount of time one has taken me from start to finish is probably about three to four hours. And that's really if I sit with it and like get in the zone kind of um, kind of mind frame. 
Um, but like I will, I will sometimes just create like a draft layout and I'll sit with it for a couple of days and then I'll come back and I'll change things or, you know, like it just depends. Like there's just, it's that whole thing of when you know, you know, um, and sometimes things just aren't gelling properly. And sometimes I put it on Instagram and be like, you know, in my stories or whatever, and like I ask the audience, like, what are you leaning more towards kind of thing? Do you like this layout or that layout better? Um, but otherwise I think once the actual draft is done, once I have the flowers all laid out properly and where I want it and all that, um, then it probably takes about three hours minimum. I think I've seen recently that Irene Rudnick did uh, a self-portrait in sort of the style of your flower series. Was this something that you were aware she was going to do before she did it? Um, and is it strange seeing people kind of reference back to your work in that way? Um, I didn't know. Um, I I was alerted to it by um, a good few people, like um, private messaged me and stuff. And like they said, like, hey, have you seen this kind of thing? Um, and I went to go have a look and I was like, oh, okay, well, it's... The way she does it is not the same way that I do it. Um, cause she uses, um, what oh I did watch the video now. She uses like some kind of like, I can't remember which blending mode, but she shoots it in a way, um, that the blending modes that she uses works. But my method is purely collage. It's cut out and paste and blending with curves and color management and all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was interesting to see though, like, um, because obviously um, Irene has a much larger following than I do. Um, so <laughs> it was interesting to see the kind of feedback that she got. Um, because like, you know, as an artist, sometimes you do doubt your own work. Um, and this is a project I've been busy with for like six years now. It's been slow going on my side. Um, so it was kind of like an interesting like sort of thing to see um, how people reacted to her post. And it kind of gave me uh, like a... I want to say sense of validation in a way. I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm, maybe I'm onto something here, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, I think it's so cool when someone's referencing towards your work, regardless of, I mean, I know everyone gets caught up these days in kind of follower numbers and stuff, but it's just so cool to see anyone taking what you do and wanting to celebrate it. I think in, in that way, it's a very positive thing. To change gears a little bit, uh, your editorial on fashion work is some of my absolute favorite. And I don't know if you're referring to it as editorial. I, you know, I know a lot of people change the labels around on things, but do you find you have to get into a different mindset when you're photographing fashion work compared to something that you're going to use for fine art? Um, not so much. Um, for me, it's kind of very much a similar mindset because what happens with me, um, with the fine art aspect, um, that is, I almost want to say it's a little bit more spontaneous at times. Um, because sometimes I won't know if something's going to turn into fine art. Like if it's not, I don't always plan everything. Sometimes it just happens. Um, but when it comes to fashion, um, no, I, I would say they're kind of a very, similar mindset in terms of like when I'm on set and like I think in the same way kind of thing because I do um like I said I do sometimes take one of those images at a later stage and turn it into something more fine art like um but yeah I know I I wouldn't say there's that big a difference in in that regard unless I'm like like planning um like a big set kind of thing which I obviously have ideas for but I've never quite executed I'm sure in that sense I'll probably have to like it'll be different then but as is now um for me everything is art <laughs> everything is creating so even the editorial and fashion stuff to me i still feel there's an element of like artistic flair to it 
Uh, what's your ideal model or subject? What do you look for in the sort of the ideal model uh, when it comes to the way that they interact with you and the, and the interpersonal side of things, as well as the way that they look? Uh, well, with models, I try to think like how I I'm not too I'm not too fussy because like with um, in terms of looks, let's start there. So in terms of looks, I'm not fussy with the model's looks. Um, you know, overall. Um, it depends if I have a concept already and I'm looking for something very specific, but oftentimes I will come across a model first and then I'll get an idea based on her looks. So that's why I say it's not really important unless it's like the concept already in mind. Um, but yeah, I just, when, when it comes to working with models, I just, I've not had a bad experience with any of them. Um, and I think it's very important that on set, everybody's just like, aware and and conscious of each other's feelings. Like I'm I'm never going to make a model do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So if it's a freezing cold day and we're on the beach and I want like her to go into the water, then I'm going to have to get into the water with her kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I, I feel um, when it comes to whether shooting like a subject for a portrait or a model, there's got to be like a, a friendship based kind of feel to the thing. Um, and it just takes away any kind of awkwardness between anyone because it, it creates a, it creates a, a more comfortable environment because it just, then you're just having fun. Then it just feels like everybody's just there together to create some magic and you all have a fantastic time on set and you walk away and you're in a good mood and you all feel like you could be friends forever kind of thing. You know, I, I'm in touch with a lot of my models still like, even if I've only shot with them once. So I, I feel like it's almost like creating friendship. <laughs> how important is the entire team to the final product? Um, and how do you go about finding elements that make up the team that you put together? So the makeup artists and the models and so on, how do you find them? Team is exceptionally important to me. Um, like I, <laughs> I don't think I could actually create much, um, on my own, especially, I mean, if you think of like makeup artistry and hairstyling and all of that kind of stuff, I know there's a lot of people who are like jack of all trades and can do all of that. And that's fantastic. But for myself, a team is very important because I'm useless with makeup and I can barely do my own hair. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it helps to have people who have that level of skill. Um, and it also, it's important because, you know, like sometimes I can get maybe a bit stubborn or stuck in my way or my idea and it helps to have that team around you to be like, hang on, why don't you try it this way? Or how about I do this instead? Or I see your idea and I understand where you're coming from, but this is why it won't work because I can, I can get a bit silly and overboard with my ideas. Um, so yeah, team for me is exceptionally, exceptionally important. Um, and as for finding them these days, um, I have my, I have my connections at this point in my career already. Um, so if I, if my current connections are too busy or on set or whatever and can't help me, then they usually will refer me to someone else that can. Um, but otherwise before all this, while I was still building on that network, cause the network is extremely important to tap into. Um, while I was still building on my network, I mean, this was back in the day where was it model mayhem <laughs> was still yeah. around. Uh, yeah. And, and South Africa, we had one called model base. And, um, I used to go on there to find teams and, um, most of the time Facebook actually. Um, and then eventually Instagram as well. And you just put a call out and then you just ask people to share their portfolios and then you just take it from there. 
um, we have a very, very big creative um, group of people in, in Cape Town in general. And we actually have networking events every now and then as well, just to try and like have everybody like connect with one another. So even if like I can't, like if I get stuck finding someone and I know I can ask a fellow photographer friend, I'm like, listen, I need a stylist. Who would you recommend? And then they will recommend the best that they know. And so, yeah, it's a very, it's a huge community that we have here, but we're very small in how connected we are. I mean, you mentioned Facebook just there and I saw recently you were uh, putting a call out for a project you had coming up. I don't want you to divulge the the details of the project because obviously if it's in the making, I don't want anyone to come in and steal the idea. Um, but it's to do with <laughs> breast cap to do with breast cancer awareness. Yes. And I was just wondering about how that's how that subject has um sort of come about for you. Is is it a, a sort of a personal subject that you want to try and create something from? Um, well, the thing is uh, how that started um, essentially was that my birthday is in October month, and October month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it was, it started as a, as a, it's starting as a project for my way to give back kind of thing. So like, you know, this, the whole concept of giving something on your birthday rather than receiving something. Um, so I didn't really have, um, too many connections back then to anybody that's been through it. Um, but I know, um, like I had a friend of a friend who, um, like she, she had it and then it went away and then it came back and she passed away kind of thing. and then. Yeah. So I like, I never really had any like personal experience. I just know that it was something I, I, I thought like as a woman, you know, it is kind of still close to home um, and something that I would try and get involved in. And then as luck would have it, and I say luck as sarcastically as possible, um, it has actually hit closer to home now, but I won't go into details there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely a project I'm still concentrating on now. Obviously we're all in lockdown. <laughs> Um, and in quarantine and stuff, but it is, um, yeah, it's, it's a project close to, to my heart. And, um, I, I do now have contacts cause like the call out for the, for them, um, was because it's more of like, um, supposed to be like a charity kind of thing. Um, that, um, I don't want to just, when it comes to those kind of projects, the same as if I do like test shoots or something, I generally don't like asking people directly. I'd rather have them volunteer their time. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in terms of the, that whole project, the, yeah, I just, it was a call out because it's, it's not a, it's not a project that I need to do right now or today or tomorrow kind of thing. It's like a slow build kind of thing. And it was actually cool. Cause like people see that and they share it and it got around quite quickly and I got quite a few people on board to actually help with it. So yeah. <laughs> That's a very roundabout answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. We we lost um, my wife's mum a few years back after a long battle with it, and it's just something that when I saw you put up, I always think it's so nice when people turn something that is generally a negative in so many people's lives, and they try and find some unity and some art in it. So I think that's a really great side of it, and I was, you know, it's just something I was really glad to see. I thought I'd bring up. Thank you. Sticking <laughs> with sticking down the kind of uh, female theme here, one thing that I have noticed, and I'm not a fine art photographer myself by any stretch of the imagination, um, but one thing I have noticed is that from my perspective, it does feel like the fine art genre of photography is fairly female dominated. And I was just wondering if you think you have a reason or you know of a reason why that would be, why it's so much more appealing, I guess, in the first place to women and being so dominated by women as it appears to be. Yeah. I, it's something I've noticed as well. Um, but I want to, I want to go as far as to say it's, uh, it's not necessarily dominated by 
woman, but like in terms of like anybody who can identify more with their feminine side. I think because when it comes to like more fairy tale kind of fantasy or ethereal kind of stuff, that kind of work and look has always just appealed more to to a softer sort of personality, whether that's a man or a woman that has that softer personality. Um, but generally speaking, women can be like softer on that side. And I think that's probably why that would be my theory. Um, I mean, I know, I know a lot of guys that are like that, they, they like it too, but I think, um, I will, I will say that if, if I, if I look at like that kind of genre, um, when it comes to like, we're going to be careful, like how you word things and stuff, but when it comes to like, like straight males, um, they kind of will lean more to the more sexualized kind of look. Um, yeah. Whereas women just like that whole soft feminine kind of like power to it, you know? So mm-hmm. I, don't know, I mean, it, it is, it is um, a strange thing, but it's something I've noticed as well, that it does, does seem to be more dominated by women. Um, and I think maybe, maybe it's just because we kind of put ourselves in it. So, you know, it's like how we want to be seen or how we would like to be photographed as well. I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind being in like a pretty dress frolicking in the flowers. You know, <laughs> like I, I think it's just easier for us to put ourselves as the subject. Um, and I think maybe, I think maybe that's got something to do with it. When it comes to your images, your your portfolio is obviously absolutely stunning. But which side of it do you prefer? Do you prefer the photography side of things or the retouching? Oh, um, it's, it's kind of like a 50, 50 kind of thing, because for me, um, I was saying to someone the other day as well, I, I call myself a photographer, um, but it depends on like what I'm doing. Because if I'm doing like portraits or fashion or whatever, I'm a photographer, but if I'm doing like a fine art kind of thing, which takes more like photo manipulation and everything, then I call myself an artist that uses photography as a medium. Um, so for me, it's 50, 50. Um, because I, I do thoroughly enjoy the process of, I think for me, it's, I like the thrill of the before and after. Like, I love it. Like, I love seeing like how I can take this and create that and, you know, put that little off button to see what it looked like before. And like, you know, there there is, there's a massive like thrill that I get out of that. I do, I do get a kick. (laughs) So it's 50, 50 for me. I think from sort of going through your portfolio as best as I could, I've only seen to, to my mind two images that are in black and white. I'm feeling like color is just a really important factor in, in your work overall. It, it, do you not like black and white images as much or is it just a case of you sort of see your inspiration in color and therefore that's what comes out? It pretty much, yeah. I absolutely love, love, love black and white photography. Don't get me wrong. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's just... Every time I've tried, I've just not really not nailed it. I just feel like every time I've done it, it's because I know what it looks like in color and that I'm like, no, it's, to me, it just looks better in color. But like other people shoot black and white absolutely stunningly and I'm jealous because I'm like, I wish I could do that too. <laughs> um, but like, because it's classical and it's beautiful and it tells such a like, lovely story. But I'm just, I just grew up in a very colorful household. So I guess I'm just... Color, it's always color. Um, I think when I do eventually make something black and white, it's because the um, the original color version is plain and simple enough for it to work in black and white as well. So 
like if it's a very simple sort of like background, like the beach and she's in like a black dress already or that kind of thing, then yes, you know, then it leans itself to, to black and white, but yeah, otherwise I'm, I can't help it. I've tried, I've tried so hard <laughs> and it just comes out more and more colorful and more and more saturated. And yeah, like I, I, I just, I let my image guide me as much as I guide it. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. How do you feel about having artists draw or paint your final images? How, how does that, how does that kind of come across to you? I get so flattered. Like, honestly, like I, I think it's lovely. Um, like I've seen, I, I, you know, Lillian Liu. I don't, unfortunately. I'm just going to send you a link to her work. I mean, oh, her work is absolutely mind blowing. She's one of my absolute favorites. Um, and she, um, she gets a lot of fan art and you'll see when you, when you see her work as well. Um, and I always like, I, I don't get like a, a lot of fan work like that, but like, it's just, it really, it's really, I think it's amazing. Like when people take inspiration, especially if they can take exactly that, take inspiration and kind of like turn it into something of their own and put their own spin and their own, um, sort of like style on it kind of thing. Um, so no, I, I think it's, I think it's really lovely to be able to inspire people like that. I think it's actually quite an honor. The next thing I really need to know, because as someone that's painfully unimaginative, I need to find out, um, and sort of maybe learn how to train myself, how to do this, but where do you draw the inspiration from for your concepts? Is it something that you get from other photographers or painters, or is it films or is it just stuff that comes to you when you're doing sort of arbitrary tasks? It's, it's honestly, um, it's a mix of it all really. Um, like I will take inspiration from paintings. Like I absolutely love surrealism and I love the pre-Raphaelites. Um, I've been trying to emulate their light in my work for the longest time, even though half the time my lighting ends up, my portrait lighting ends up more like, um, Rembrandt lighting. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes it's a movie. Sometimes it's a song lyric. I'll be retouching and I'll be have like the song in the background and it's just this one lyric. And I'd be like, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can translate that into a photo. And then it becomes something from that. Other times it's me scrolling through Pinterest and I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. I could work with that. Um, and yeah, obviously other photographers too. So I'm, I just, I draw my inspiration from wherever. Like I'm, I try to remain open to it and I, um, haven't been doing it so much, um, in terms of like having a little book, but I have, um, Evernote on my phone. Um, so whenever I get an idea, however random, however silly it sounds, I write it down. Um, and then I might forget about it. Um, but if it, if it's a, if it's an idea that sticks then I know it's an idea that I have to do and that I have to go after and then other times, like I will read through those notes and then I'll read that silly idea again. And I'll be like, Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, this is silly, but I can take it in this direction. So I think for me, it's just a matter of always being open, um, to inspiration being all around you. Um, I can get in, like I said before as well, I can get inspiration merely by looking at someone, um, like that most recent post that I put up, um, the model in that is a local TV personality. Um, and it, it was a weird thing, but like, I just, when I looked at her, I'm like yellow. Like, I didn't know what, I just knew yellow. <laughs> like, I just have to put you in yellow, something yellow. Like sometimes I will look at a person and I'm like, your color is like, you know, you, you have to be photographed in this color. 
Um, and for her, it was like, I'm like, yellow. And then I went really overboard with the yellow. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just to answer your question, it's just be like, be open and just be aware of it. Like sometimes it's even lighting that I get influenced by. So the way the light falls in my room at a certain time, at a certain angle, I'm like, oh, how can I emulate that in studio? And yeah. I like to always ask at least one incredibly annoying broad question on these to uh, to sort of draw out maybe a, a harder thinking answer, something that you maybe weren't expecting to come. I've had this previously with other sort of conceptual fine art photographers, and I find this to be a really interesting question. Do you think that creativity is something that can be taught? I think so. I think there are people... Actually, it's that whole thing I'm, I'm sure people have read about this as well. We're all born creative. We really are. And then something happens as we grow up where we, where we kind of lose touch with that for some reason. I think it happens at like a school level and um, people just stop, stop doing kind of arts and crafty kind of thing. But, you know, you, you have like, there's a reason so many people, especially during this quarantine and lockdowns, there's a reason that they are all kind of going back to suddenly learning how to cook or to bake or to pick up some kind of random arts and crafts sort of thing because that creative calling is still there. And I think it can be taught because I don't, like it's, it's just, it's just a matter of teaching people how to see, I think, and how to, how to think like creatively, like the thinking part, maybe not always, um, it's probably the more difficult part of it. Um, but I think over time, as you start, I think if you start teaching people how you um, think creatively. I think in time they start developing their own, but I definitely do think it's teachable. Like I, I have no doubt in my mind that it is because yeah, we are, we are all born creative. Does like, and we just lose touch with it. We don't lose it. We just lose touch with it. I agree with you. One of the most fascinating parts of this lockdown amongst all the uncertainty and the sort of depression that sort of surrounds it is just seeing how people are using the time and, and what sort of pastimes they're almost going to. In in my previous life, I was a pastry chef and a baker. And um, it's fascinating to me seeing people completely butcher banana bread. Um, it's, it's <laughs> I always have to sometimes just turn Instagram off because it drives me mad when I see it. <laughs> how are you using the lockdown to sort of keep yourself creative and active? Well, I actually, um, I'm actually teaching as well. Um, I teach for a um, college here um, and I do studio work. And obviously studio work is a very practical sort of subject. So I've had to think of very creative ways of how to teach practical in a more like sort of, I say like theoretical way, but like I can't, I don't have the space in my flat to set up like, um, like any kind of like major studio kind of vibe. And I also have very limited resources. And like, so I have to, um, I have to think creatively in that sense. So I've been very preoccupied with coming up with like learning kind of systems, I suppose. Um, and obviously just trying to catch up with my own sort of like retouching. And I've got a massive backlog of work <laughs> even during this lockdown time. So, um, yeah, that's just, that's as much as my, um, as my creativity goes. I'm not really a gearhead. I'm not someone that particularly cares too much about gear, but something that I've been criticized on this podcast before about is that I don't talk about cameras and camera gear as much as people probably want me to. So I'm going to end with a question on that just to satisfy those three very angry people that have sent me messages in the past. <laughs> what camera equipment are you using? What camera, what lenses are your favorites? 
Well, I'm with you on that. I'm not a gearhead either. Like I, I'm, I'm actually quite like open and happy. Like you, you can give me a camera, I'm going to use it. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Um, my personal camera, my everyday camera is a Canon 5D, like the first one. <laughs> it's old, okay, but it's beautiful. It does what it needs to. Um, and the Nifty 50, like 50mm 1.8, that's my baby. That's my gear. And I've got a flash, obviously, um, and a reflector, which I use every now and then. But otherwise, when, when it comes to shooting, that's my gear. I don't like... I don't really have anything else in terms of like that. Um, and obviously got my, my lighting system. I've just got two very old Ellen Crom lights. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do shoot with other cameras. Like if I need, um, like if I'm shooting like an e-commerce or something, for instance, um, then I will go and I'll get a different camera because I maybe need to shoot like, um, with a camera that has like, uh, what you call it, like a, uh, I should, uh, see, I'm not, I'm not technical either. I'm just, I'm, I'm a sound. <laughs> but you know, like I, I've shot Fujifilm, I've shot Nikon, I've shot, um, Hasselblad, uh, you know, like literally like all of it. And it just, I will, I will rent a lens, um, or a camera if it's required for a specific job, but for my own personal work, everything I do on personal level is a 5d and a nifty 50 as I call it. So yeah, like I said, not super technical. My favorite lens is one I don't own, though. I would kill for an 85. <laughs> anyone in particular? Um, well, no, the, the like with any anyone that will fit my Canon, basically. Any Canon, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, don't ask me like that, like gear stuff. But yeah, um, I've worked I've worked with the 85s before, and that's why I kind of know I love it. I, I have a thing for fixed lenses. So even if I'm working with the zoom, I will still forget that I'm working with a zoom and I'll walk in and out. Like I won't, I right. won't think to turn the thing. I will still be like, take a few steps. Oh, hang on, Ashley, you could just turn it and it'll yeah. zoom in. You don't have to take a step. So yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm built the same way. I actually realized um, when the photographing weddings and I started off thinking that I had to have zooms and I was like, I'm just using this as like a 24 mil. I'm not using this as a zoom lens at all. I'm just wandering around. So maybe I just mm. get the, the prime lens and then I don't have to worry about it. I don't look quite so stupid. <laughs> I think, I think to be honest with you, that's a great way to end because if you've got the portfolio that you've got with the gear that you're referencing, then nobody out there has an excuse not to be creating things that look absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. And thank you. <laughs> so you are our first African podcast. You're the first uh, from the continent of Africa to come on. It's absolutely such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm such a huge fan. What we always do at the end of these podcasts is make sure that people know where they can find your work and follow you. Um, so where where's the best place for people to find you? Um, well, Instagram is usually where I'm the most active with posting. Um, so you can find me at Ashley Marie Photo, um, but photo with an F. Um, and that's interestingly enough, photo with an F, F O T O is um, Afrikaans for photos, for two. I didn't mean it for that way. It's just that the other one was taken. So <laughs> it worked <laughs> out. Um, and then on, if you're on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook as well. I'm just Ashley Marie Art and Photography because there were a couple of other Ashley Marie's on there as well. So yeah, I'm still in the process of building my website. I'm being very, very slack with that, but it's mostly because Instagram has just been so great, like so far with that. Um, and my Behance portfolio, but I always forget my, my name on that. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's, I mean, I'm under Ashley Marie. Um, but like, I know there's a specific like, um, web address you have to give. And I think it's Ashley Marie one or it's Ashley Marie underscore one. But if you are on Behance, 
and you stumble upon my work, then I'm there. <laughs> well, I think what I'll do is I'll make sure I link that um, on the YouTube version of this so that people can find uh, all of your different links from there anyway. So if anyone listening is unsure, I'll make sure that the link is up on my YouTube channel. So thank you so much for doing this. I really do appreciate it. It's been such a wonderful um, opportunity to talk to someone with so much talent and such a wonderful portfolio. Everyone needs to go and check you out immediately. Oh, thank you so I think thank you so much for the compliments. I mean, geez, I'm like blushing, yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. I really this is fun. I I enjoyed myself.